Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. We are kicking off a special series this morning, and I'm joined by two special guests and friends. First, we're joined by Lead Pastor Jose Amaroa. Jose, hey, good morning, welcome Taylor. Welcome back to the podcast. And we're joined by the amazing prayer pastor, Rhonda Patterson. Rhonda, welcome back to the good podcast. Good morning. Great to be here. It's great to have you. Jose, we didn't just kick off a series, but we kicked off uh, a new season, a special initiative for our church called the Oaks Project. And so there is so much that we can tackle just in this episode of the Conversations Podcast. But first, I'd love to hear, Jose, your thoughts on Sunday, and in particular, kind of the key message. There was a lot presented in specifics about the project, a lot of exciting updates that were had. But I'd love for for this episode for us to really hone in on uh, the verse, the passage that we looked at in Isaiah 61, and then even just kind of the theme that we'll be looking at over the next few weeks. Yeah, so we're calling it the Oaks Project from, like you said, Isaiah 61 in verse 3, we read that they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. So we are in the 30th year as a church family, 30 years of really four things. We've seen lives changed. We've seen that in 2023 in a big way through our church with uh, the hundreds of baptisms that we've been able to uh, celebrate and enjoy and, and, and live together. We have continued to be about small groups, our community groups. We will continue to be outward focused as we invest in our local and global ministry partners, our missions, efforts all across the globe. And then finally, building strong and healthy families. So that's what the Oaks Project is really about, is about investing in the future generations so that they can become more like Jesus, like these Oaks of Righteousness. And on Sunday, there was a lot said. And so there, there was a lot uh, shared, and I thought it was very exciting to finally. It's like you know, you, you you plan something for so long, and then you finally unveil it, and it's like ah, now we can talk mm-hmm. about it. Now we can all be on the same page. And so for me, it was very relieving. It was very encouraging to hear um, what what others had to say about it. But the way that I wanted to find finish the Sunday our Sunday morning gathering was to not talk about giving without first receiving, because it really is hard to give without first receiving. And we we received, we received so much from the Lord. In Isaiah 61, these first uh, verses before Oaks of Righteousness verse speak to the promises of the gospel. So we have to first receive before we, before we give. Rhonda, I love what you shared uh, coming up after the overseers gave the kind of details and announcements and vision, just a chance to lead us not only in a time of prayer, but even just uh, going through the prayer guide that you put together, and people can find that online. Uh, you can go listen to uh, what you shared at the end of the message, but we'd love to hear your thoughts as what, what has God been showing you just in the last even few weeks as you've got kind of an inside uh, preview of mm-hmm. what's to come and just kind of what gets you excited about uh, not just the the campaign, not just the season that our church is in, but even just individually what God is going to do in the hearts of, of those in our church. Right. It is it is an exciting time. And I, for me, I loved getting to hear it um, because we have been praying, prayer team has been praying, knowing that overseers were looking at everything, praying about everything over the course of time. But I really knew very little details, didn't really want to know because I just wanted to wait until it was unveiled and, and shared meeting. and trusting that. Yeah. And so um, when that time came and it was shared, it was just so exciting to me. And it really did take me back to when we first 
uh, came to Cyprus. And I think one reason for me that that was such an exciting time and that first building campaign was the the worship center mm-hmm. and all was um, God was just really moving in my life in a powerful way and healing me and setting me free in some areas and he through Cyprus did that it wasn't it wasn't the people it was God through the people and so while we were jumping into that and and enjoying uh, as a family God moving us and healing us and teaching us things and stretching us we just jumped right into the campaign because it it makes sense we're receiving and yes let's let's give and so um that's why I got so excited about it, because this is the continuation yeah. of it. And so I'm excited for everyone in what God's going to be doing um, in our hearts as we move forward. Rhonda, I love what you said. I know you said it at the 830. I think you said it in the others as well, to to be at peace. If if the, the dollar amount and if giving immediately brought anxiety and, you know, this sense of I have to mm-hmm. give, you, you put everybody at peace by just saying that. I be, hope so. Be, be at peace. Absolutely. Because uh, God is the Prince of Peace and we don't have to be anxious about that. Um, we're going to be partnering in a lot of ways, yeah. not just financially, but our prayers for the project and, and just interacting with each other and sharing the enthusiasm and all the things. And so there's a lot of ways to give. Yeah. Churches do this. uh, There's so many different ways of doing this, but I've loved just even getting to know some of the rich history, Rhonda, you alluded to just uh, Mm -hmm. 20 years ago when the church was, uh, a little over 20 years ago when the Mm -hmm. church was um, raising for for this building. And one of the things that founding Pastor Rob implemented early on was this 40 days of prayer, just the idea that before we commit to anything, before we do anything, we as a body want to do 40 days of prayer. We've done that for different transitions, Mm -hmm. different kind of big seasons in the life of our church. And so, Rhonda, I'd love to kind of ask you and maybe for us just to go through these five points on the prayer guide that you put mm-hmm. together. And uh, there, there's kind of five points. I'll read them off real quick sure. and then maybe get your thoughts on it. But the first is starting with let's praise our God for what He has done for each of us. Uh, and really just the idea of salvation, thanking God for salvation and starting there. I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on just the significance of that. We've we've kind of brought this up at various points and messages on Sundays, but for me, it's something that I can so easily just skip over, and I'm immediately praying about, okay, the details of the project, or what does God have me to give, but what is so significant about just starting there? Again, not just related to this project, but just even personally keeping that at the forefront of our, our hearts. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, that's where it starts, is, is our salvation. We step into the body of Christ. That's, that's the unity and oneness of the body of Christ. And so um, that's, that's everything. It lays the foundation for us in, in all that we do, uh, whether it's a building campaign or serving in ministry or whatever it is. And so the salvation uh, is the piece that, that connects us all uh, as brothers and sisters in Christ. And so um, without recognition of that, um, I just I don't think there's 
you can't go far without it because that's the oneness uh, of the body is that we have received eternal life in Christ. And for some of us, it was a process of ch- from childhood forward. Uh, for some, um, they just met him mm-hmm. and he just rescued them from the kingdom of darkness to light. And so whatever our pathway has been to uh, finding him and him finding us and drawing us, uh, that's what brings us together. We, we talked a lot about the many things that God's doing through our church, and it is very exciting seeing that we are putting forth work as a mm-hmm. body, collectively. Everybody is choosing to show up on Sunday morning, show up in a community group. If you're serving, you're showing up early, <laughs> and you're you're giving church, you're all, it's not church, it's through the church for God. Mm-hmm. And this point is so important. I mean, I, I feel like we can hang here all all uh, podcasts long. Think about, as you were asking that question, uh, I pulled up Revelation because it reminded me of the exhortation to the church in Ephesus. Listen listen to what uh, uh, God has against the church in Ephesus. He first says, I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not and found them to be false. I know that you're enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the church in Ephesus is doing it. They, they are standing firm in their faith. Mm-hmm. They're, they're working hard. And I think we would all love to you know, pat ourselves on the back. But then he says this in verse 4. I have this against you. You have abandoned the love you had at first. Mm. So if we forget the love of God that saved us from our sin, that has granted us everlasting life without any merit of, our, of anything that we can ever do for God, we, 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 we've missed the mark. And so we can't forget as we think about working harder for God so that we can give to future generations through the Oaks Project. This is about the gospel message for me. And then through me, it's, yeah, it, it allows us to build something beautiful. It's not only the gospel message, but I think about just the, the miracle and just the, the unfathomable truth of the gospel is that he did this when we didn't deserve it, that we, there's no way that I can on my own uh, receive or justify or earn this love. And so I think uh, we'll, we'll talk about generosity throughout this series mm-hmm. ahead, but I think for me, just even it's helpful to be reminded that in the same way that I can become, have a scarcity mentality towards my, my own time or my own wealth and think, mm-hmm. okay, you know, that this is my money, how much of my money does God want me to give the gospel really does remind me oh yeah none of I don't deserve any of this like I I didn't I didn't earn his love I didn't earn his salvation and so at the same time like all of the funds that he has given me Mm -hmm. truly are his to begin with so it really even is tied into just this season and and what he has for us yeah I I just would love to add I think we need we need to be reminded we need to remind ourselves Mm -hmm. of that when we first moved to the hill country from a suburb of Houston I was just continually amazed at the beauty, yeah, the deer. Yeah. And I remember asking God, don't ever let me take this for granted. granted, the beauty of driving these roads instead of the suburbs of the city and all, and, and just not ever taking that for granted. And I think it, it's like that. We tend to take our salvation and what He did for granted when it was a miracle. Is the probably the first miracle that we really experienced in our life was him saving us. Yeah. And so And and just to plug in those pieces from Isaiah 61 here if if you're wondering how do I do that or how do I do that in a deeper way read those verses in mm-hmm. Isaiah 61:1 through through 3. This is what Jesus came to we talked about this on Sunday. He brought good news to the poor, mm-hmm. healing to the brokenhearted, freedom for the captives 
comfort, joy, and praise for the grieving. And that's the good news of yeah, the gospel. Yeah. He, that, that's available to us because of what Jesus did. He paid the price so that this could be free. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it easy to receive, but but it is it is there for our taking if we so choose to put our faith in in, in Jesus. So I, I love that you started here, Rhonda, because it's all it's all about mm-hmm. it's all about Him. Yeah, and then these uh, second and third points, kind of similar. Once we start there, praising God for what He has done mm-hmm. individually in our lives, and then getting a chance to praise Him both for the personal provision for mm-hmm. each of us. That was the second point there, Jehovah Jireh, uh, the Lord that provides. And then number three here, praising God for what He has done and is doing in and through Cyprus and just what He's doing as a church family. So I think it's similar to what we just talked about, but taking salvation for granted, and then how easy is that to translate over into taking for granted what he's provided personally and then even in the church. I'd love to just hear y'all's thoughts on ways that maybe just practically y'all, uh, I know you often have front row seats to a lot of what God's doing through Cyprus, mm-hmm. and then, uh, but even just personally, how do you keep reminding yourself of the grace and of the gift that it is to be a part of what God's doing here amidst what can often become just either the mundane or the routine in our day-to-day life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I think is particularly as we're entering this season of Thanksgiving and Christmas and holidays and all of that, there's, we're just being inundated with the world and mm. the things of the world. And it's so easy to be distracted by mm. the, you know, I want that and I want that and we need that and, and all of that. And so I think it takes prayer and, and conscious effort to to just sit back and I think I think this prayer guide is going to help people through this season as they're praying those things is is sitting in the provision he's already given us uh, not just material provision but right. uh, but but spiritually and emotionally and everything that he offers us um, just sitting in that and and embracing that and taking that time to stop and think about wow what he is doing through uh, the body of the church, and so yeah, he's he's given us so much, and you called out a big distraction, which mm-hmm. is materialism, consumerism. Mm-hmm. All of that can only be main, uh, obtained through finances. <laughs> All of that takes money mm-hmm. <laughs> to get stuff, and we we buy stuff to try to fill some sort of void or mm-hmm. be satisfied. Another thing that's stealing. I think our appreciation of God's provision in our life is concern for future provision. Mm -hmm. We see what's going on outside of the world. And we see uncertainty and chaos and fear enters the picture. And so our human bodies and minds are are designed in a faulty way to self-preserve. And well, I'm just going to hoard so that I can you know, so, so that right. I can survive, so that I can make it through this. And there's wisdom in, in saving up. And being prepared. Yeah, right. and being prepared. But I think about the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, God's asking us to invest in, in, in things so that we can pass blessing on forward. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what we have an opportunity to exercise that faith muscle through this, mm-hmm. is that this isn't for us. This is going to be for the future future generations. We'll, we'll talk about sowing this coming Sunday in Jeremiah 29. Um, but my point through that is, let's not be distracted also mm-hmm. from all the unknown. Mm-hmm. We live in an unknown. We always have. We've just been a bit 
deceived yeah. that we have more control than we actually do. Mm-hmm. But we have an opportunity. The church, local church called Cypress Creek Church, has a really neat and exciting opportunity to do some things that will last for yeah. a really, really long time. I think being in a place of gratitude for both of these things, uh, his provision personally and as a church, what he's doing. Um, a lot of times when we don't we don't walk in that, when we're our eyes are outward focused on the how to have our needs met, we really deprive God of that ability to to meet that need for us or bless us uh, in some way that we we have no idea because we're always taking matters into our own hands and settling things in our own way. And that's one reason I did say, I don't know if I said it at all three, is give it the 40 days too. Don't yeah. just jump don't into it. the what I can what I can do. Just sit on it and and wait until you hear from him because we want to let him show us how he's going to provide. Mm-hmm. So gratitude first and then yeah that opens us up to say okay the church has this need we're moving into this you you've you've directed it and so lord show me what my part is and so i love how all of that has nothing to do with the balance of your bank account that's something that both of y'all have shared both on sunday and then just even as we uh, talk and discuss about this that god has something special for our hearts no matter mm-hmm. you know where you're at and no matter what uh, he's doing so this, this was said yesterday in team meeting it's it's worth repeating i didn't say it it was uh, someone on our team said that it would be better to have 100% Hundred percent of the people at Cyprus give something, then only some giving a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, so whatever, whatever you are called to give, participate. Mm-hmm. You know, but to your point, Rhonda, don't we're not there yet. Yeah, we just started this. Yeah, so just start just, praying and allow God mm-hmm. to prepare your heart to to bring an offering that's going to be a beautiful piece of of, of this large puzzle. This fourth point here uh, is where things start to get fun here. Let's, uh, your prompt, uh, Rhonda said, let's ask the Lord to give us passion for our community and for future generations. And uh, this is so much more than a building, so much more than moving some dirt around, but mm-hmm. this really is about uh, sowing and growing. Jose, you've mentioned those two words as the common theme here. And just that significance of a passion for our community and future generations. Uh, why is that so big? Why is that so uh, significant, not just in the season that we're in, but just even for the, for the years to come. Yeah. So in Genesis 12, we looked at this promise early on in the last series, the promise of uh, God's blessing to Abraham. He said, you will be a blessing uh, or I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. I will bless you to bless others. So that that is a way that God works. He blesses us so that we can overflow from that blessing and then be able to, to bless others. And in this case, we are trying to set up future generations. We're creating places and spaces so that they can hang out, learn about Jesus, have a safe place to be and uh, grow up to, to be like him. And same thing, our community needs space to gather, to be with their children, to foster a, a, a sense of both community in our families, but also a larger community. And uh, that that's what the vision of the Oaks Project is all about. Mm-hmm. So we are an outward-focused church, and this is an outward-focused project. So it's just an overflow of what we've been doing and, and seeing. So um, it's, it's, yeah, it's who we are. It's it's who we are, and I I think if we are um, if our thought is uh, well I'm I'm single or I don't have children or um, my kids are grown and gone or you know that that 
if we're looking at it like it doesn't apply to us because it's a children's building and we, we're not, maybe we're a crosstalk student or, you yeah. know, whatever, yeah. then, then our vision is too small. It really is too small because it is about advancing the kingdom. It is about drawing people to Christ. We are a city on a hill within this, this county. And so, um, Asking God to give you that vision for what is it He sees, who is it He's wanting to draw in our community. And uh, when we were a part of the original campaigns and all, I I didn't know. I mean, my kids, I think at the hmm. time the wow. second campaign happened, my kids were off in college and had no idea that in, that either would land back here or anything, didn't anticipate that. I have four grandchildren here That's now right. at Cyprus, which I never knew, and it wouldn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I love that they'll get to benefit from it, but it wouldn't matter to me because I'm asking God to give me the the outward vision for what He's wanting to do here, and that blesses all of us. I think so, I think I just want to share this story. I think about someone in our church who came as a junior high student. And grew up, went, went through crosstalk, et cetera, and then I think it was two years ago, baptized her grandma. <laughs> so here we are making spaces for our own grandkids. Hey, you're going to be, if not your own grandkids, you're going to be investing in somebody's grandkids so that they can then reach That's their right. grandma. That's yeah. right. I yeah. love both of those stories because, Rhonda, one of the words you use in this question is, ask the Lord about the legacy He wants you to impart to the next generation. And that's really what that's we're talking it. about here. Jose, you shared on Sunday just how reading what Rob and the overseers back in yeah. in 2000 wrote as far as just the legacy that these these this building, these facilities we're going to have, and then we're living in that legacy now. We're living mm. in the wake. You got to say 99 because I think it was in the last millennium. We can't say it was a part of this millennium. It was, it was, the, last, it was the last millennium. <laughs> So that legacy there is is so huge and the chance that people have to to step into that now. And to y'all's point, even if you don't have kids or grandkids, but being able to be a part of that. And then that goes into this fifth point here of just asking the Lord to help us be good stewards. And I love how that's the last one. It's not the first mm-hmm. one. And really being able to trust God. Uh, Rhonda, you asked us here the final note. Ask the Lord what He would desire for you and your family to contribute. Take time. Resist the temptation to determine for yourself. Wait mm-hmm. on the Lord. Ask Him to speak, and He will. And he well, will. let me just speak to that a little more, because I think you wrote that just for me, <laughs> but maybe not others as well. No. Just that significance <laughs> of resisting the temptation and, yeah. and needing to wait on the Lord. Well, it was for me too, because that's that's our tendency. Uh, even even being excited about it, we just immediately think, okay, what could we do, you know? And um, and I just believe the forty days of prayer, uh, the time spent with Him is going to bless His heart so much. I just think about all the prayers going up in this this body um, right now. I mean, somebody right now is probably at home having a quiet time and praying through this. And so that's just blessing God's heart and preparing our hearts to hear. And so I don't want to make a decision in the natural. I want it to be the supernatural decision of God, what He He gives to me. So that's a reminder for me, for my spouse, to wait and and hear from Him. So... Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. 
Mm-hmm. Jose, you closed uh, with a question for us uh, from the message on Sunday. What is God growing in your life? And that was a question that I know my community group, we went through on Monday night and talked through and shared. Would love to just hear maybe uh, some encouragement or maybe some guidance on just how to how would, how would you coach someone to answer that question as they're prayerfully seeking God? Okay, what is God growing in my life? Can't talk about sowing without recognizing any sort of growth mm-hmm. in us. Growth precedes sowing. And so allow God to remind you of your prayers and show you how he's been moving and answering those, maybe in ways that you haven't been able mm-hmm. to see. I know that's been true in my life, where I've been asking God to change certain things uh, in me and within me. And it's only when I give those back to him where I realize, wow, he, he has been moving. Mm-hmm. Search me, oh God, mm-hmm. and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way within me and then lead me in your way everlasting. That's an invitation mm-hmm. for God to grow us. So when when we do that, then will naturally overflow, you know, Mm -hmm. but doing that is so important. We can't miss that piece. Yeah. Uh, I think of the fruit of the spirit. So like if you're, if you're wondering, well, yeah, what is he building? And what's he working on right now? And sometimes you might be a little confused or think, well, I I don't know what area, think about the fruits, you know, love, joy, Mm -hmm. peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Think about those things. And is there an area where you're wrestling a little bit or struggling a little bit or feeling a little lacking or that God's challenging you in? Maybe maybe it's love towards someone that's difficult in your life. Uh, Maybe you're lacking peace. Um, Just like we talked about, don't be anxious about this Mm -hmm. campaign. You know, so whatever those things are, maybe that's an area that he's he's working on and inviting him into it. Uh, he's faithful and he will he will lead us. So excited to see what God does. This has been a great conversation, guys. Mm-hmm. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Conversations podcast. Be a part of the conversation by sending questions about the Sunday message directly from ccc.guide or by emailing conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. See you back for the next conversation.